Good evening, good evening, good to have you all here, welcome. It's not terribly cold outside, there's no snow on the ground, so at least you're able to get here safely, looking forward to all that's happening. Next week is, of course, uh, Christmas Eve on Sunday. We have two services, a morning service at 10 o'clock, where we will have children's church and, and uh, nursery and everything is normal. In the Sunday evening service, it's kind of like our family gathering around the piano, and we just kind of gather in here and sing and enjoy uh, one another's company, so there's, it's a family service. There's no uh, special things for the kids or anything that night, so just so you know about those things, that'll be a blessing. There's no offering going to be taken tonight. If you came prepared to give an offering for some reason, then you can drop things in the box, boxes that are back there by the door. We're looking forward to what the choir has. I hope that you'll uh, be, be blessed by it. There's a choir and a play happening at the same time. Great messages from the songs and the play, so we're just going to ask the Lord's blessing upon it, and then I'm going to hand it over to them. Father, what a joy it is to be able to be here and to uh, allow your uh, songs, uh, the songs about you and the play about you to be a blessing to us and to touch our hearts. We pray that you would just uh, meet with us here tonight in a very special way. Uh, may you be honored and glorified in all that's said and done. We'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and God created man in his own image. But man utterly rejected God's authority and plunged the entire human race into the prison of sin and death. And death reigned upon the face of the earth. O oh Lord, have mercy upon us. Send us a Savior. Send us Emmanuel. Christmas, the gloomy clouds of night. 
In the beginning, God created me, and God breathed into my nostrils the breath of life, and I became a living soul, but I utterly rejected God's authority and plunged myself into the prison of sin and death to dwell in darkness forever.
not since I got my new hearing aid. How's tricks? Lizzie, my joints are killing me. Oh. And it's only November. Oh. I'm not going to be able to move by the time Christmas gets here. Oh, you poor thing. I Ooh. have a feeling the city of Forest Grove is headed for another. Uh, hold on, let me check. <laughs> a record-breaking winter. Could be, Tilly, the trees did turn mighty early this year. Oh, you reckon it'll be as bad as the winter of 42? Random Goshen, I hope not. That was a doozy. Liz, tell me now, what do you think of this new parson we got? If you ask me, Tilly, that wife of his is awful pretty. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little too pretty for a pastor's wife. Yeah. But I reckon he seems like a pleasant enough sort of fella, and maybe a mite young. Young? He's fresh out of Bible college, and you know what that means. What? He ain't got no experience. No experience at all. Why, he's practically a babe in arms. Mm, true. Still wet behind the ears. And you and me both know they don't make them young folks like they used to. Well, I'll be your right, Tilly. Right. Oh, and to think we're entrusting the keeping of our precious souls to that young 
whippersnapper. Why didn't we think of that before we voted him in? The, well, it takes time to think some of these things through. Rome wasn't built in a day, don't you know? Yes. But don't you worry none. Grandpa Billy's been running this town for 40 years, and he'll keep a tight leash on that kid, Pastor. Winters in the small town of Forest Grove were bitterly cold, and so were the town's people. Mountains of powdery snow piled up everywhere, and the cutting, icy wind drove everyone into a kind of frustrated hibernation around their old pot-bellied stoves. Except for an occasional trip to Grandpa Billy's general store, most folks stayed inside and communicated by telephone. Temperatures often plunged below zero, but inside the one lone church in Forest Grove, it was below zero all year long. Pastor Jeff Thompson had just arrived in town with his wife, Ellen, and their six-year-old son, Timmy. Pastor Thompson was earnestly seeking God's blessing on his first pastorate and was eager to get started on that first Sunday morning. I can't tell you how thrilled I am to be your new pastor. I've been waiting for this day for a long, long time. I just can't believe it's finally here. You have my word, church, that I will do my best to be a help and a blessing as we work together to bring more folks into the kingdom of God. Now, I have a special announcement for all you kids. Now, most of you know that my wife, Ellen, plays the piano. Now, we were thinking of starting a children's choir starting next Sunday evening, oh. right after the... George! Oh... Yes, Grandpa Billy, uh, uh, the name is Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Ah, sorry, son. Oh, well, that's all right, sir. Uh, did you have something to say? Well, I was thinking that we ain't never done a children's choir before. I don't know if we should be starting one right soon, Sounds like a pretty big offer undertake, <coughs> undertaken to me. Oh, well, you don't have to worry about a thing, sir. Uh, my wife and I will do all the work. She'll play the piano. I'll teach the kids the songs. Now, we'll you just hold your horses there, sonny boy. Know your place. In my experience, these things have a way of growing way out of hand in no time. Just give me some time. I'll get with the deacons, and we'll talk it through. Well, but Grandpa Billy, what could be wrong with teaching the children a few Christmas carols? I ain't saying it's necessarily wrong. It's just we ain't never done it that way before.
All the children were disappointed that they couldn't begin the children's choir right away, and so were most of their parents, but no one had the courage to oppose Grandpa Billy. Besides, everyone was certain that the idea would be approved by the deacon board eventually. After all, what reasonable deacon would actually vote against having a children's choir? Lizzie, did you hear? Hear what? The deacons finally got together to vote on that children's choir. Well, it's about time Pastor Thompson wanted to start that Christmas program five weeks ago. Why should Grandpa Billy care about any old children's choir anyway? As soon as he sits down in that church house, he falls asleep. <laughs> well, what happened at the meeting? Grandpa Billy just said he don't believe in no children's choir. And that was the end of it. You mean they didn't even vote? Lizzie, Grandpa Billy and his father built this old church house of ours with his own hands. Oh, yes, yes, I know. He ought to have a say in what goes on. Oh, well, you're right, Tilly. If, if Grandpa Billy is again it, then I'm again it too. Amen. Pastor Thompson's troubles were just beginning. He tried to start a Wednesday night prayer meeting, but the deacons voted it down too, mainly because Wednesday night was the same night Grandpa Billy and his cronies had played dominoes for 20 years. And as Grandpa Billy put it, playing dominoes is religion in action. Then Pastor Thompson asked if he could install lights in the church basement to provide much-needed Sunday school space, but Grandpa Billy opposed him again. Grandpa always said, can't be too careful with the Lord's money. Then everyone began to notice a strange phenomenon. Every Sunday, Grandpa Billy was beginning to stay awake for a little more of the church service, and it wasn't because he was enjoying what he heard. And so we see that Nicodemus seemed to have everything going in his favor. He was both a Pharisee and a member of the Sanhedrin. For comparison, you might say, the, the Sanhedrin was something like our deacon board. Yes, Nicodemus was recognized as one of the spiritual leaders of his day. But Jesus told him that being a leader in the church was not enough. Christ told him that he had to be born again. Born again. Born completely over by the Spirit of God.
As the service came to a close, even the children were whispering about it, Grandpa Billy had actually stayed awake through the entire service. He hadn't dozed off one time. As soon as the final amen was pronounced, Grandpa Billy made a beeline for Pastor Jeff. Oh, good to see you, Grandpa Billy. Yeah, same to you. Listen, George, I'm going to give you some advice. Oh, well, I could always use some good advice. Don't you sweet-talk me, son. We ain't asleep out here in these pews. Oh, well, I didn't mean to offend, sir. You just need to quit it with this evangelism stuff in the morning service. You're even trying to sneak it into Christmas. Now, it might be all right to use on the children in Sunday school, but I don't want to hear it from the pulpit. The sermon's getting way too preachy. What do you mean, sir? Well, it's like this, and I'm going to level with you. Me and just about everybody out here was baptized in this church house before you was knee-high to a June bug. I, I certainly understand that, sir, and I, I respect the fact that... Well, then, <coughs> why do you keep on ranting and raving about sin and salvation like we was a bunch of heathens or something? Now, you need to quit it before you start confusing some of these old folks out here. Grandpa Billy, all I did was talk about Nicodemus in, in the Ain't Gospel of you John. you've been listening to me, boy. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Now, you need to quit it with this book of Nicodemus or all these other wildfire ideas that you get these, these books that you get these harebrained ideas from. We only use the Bible in this church house. The Bible, I say. It was good enough for my grandfather. It's good enough for you. Do you understand me? I think so. I hope so. For your sake. All right, Lord, I confess, sometimes I wonder why you brought me here to Forest Grove and my family. Everyone is against us, and everything I say is wrong. But I know that in your word you said, ask and it shall be given unto you. Lord, I'm, I'm going to fast and pray for three days and ask for just one man, just one, that'll love you with all his heart. Lord, please, please, just one man, just one.
Three days later, Pastor Thompson was on his knees praying when he heard a muffled knock on the front door. This is my answer, the young pastor thought, as he literally jumped to his feet and ran for the door. Only one obstacle stood between the racing reverend and the answer to his prayers. That obstacle was one of his son's stray roller skates, which was carelessly parked right in the middle of the hallway. As the pastor rounded the corner from his study to the hallway, without warning, his left foot flew east, his right foot flew west, and for one frantic moment, Pastor Thompson was completely airborne in angelic flight. However, it wasn't long before the laws of gravity regained control of the situation and the pastor came in for a crash landing on the coffee table and the hardwood floor. Moments later, and only half conscious, Pastor Thompson dizzily surveyed what was left of his makeshift landing strip. The coffee table was broken in four pieces. There was a sharp stabbing pain in his left shoulder and his throbbing right leg was curled up under his body where he knew it shouldn't be. His wife was at the grocery and Timmy was at school. There was no use calling for help unless his answer to prayer was still standing at the door. Pastor Thompson painfully tried to pull himself up on a nearby chair. Come in. Please come in if anyone is there. The door is open. Hey, preach. Oh, it's you. You were expecting Santa Claus? Look, it's not that I'm not glad to see you, Bobby. It's just that I was expecting someone else. What's on your face? Is that blood? Oh, I bet you've been at a fight, haven't you? Oh, wait till I tell the guys about this. They'll never believe it. Bobby! Uh, wait. I haven't been in a fight. I tripped on Timmy's skate coming to answer the door. Could you call Doc Forsyth for me? I think my leg is broken. Jaw dropped, eyes bugged, and brain in neutral. Racing through his 12-year-old mind were the possible headlines of the next day's newspaper. Bobby Simpson, modern-day superhero, saves pastor's life. Suddenly, something snapped in Bobby's brain. He bolted from his trance and raced for the phone as though mere seconds separated the pastor from eternity. Unfortunately, Bobby never saw the broken coffee table. After clumsily tripping and flying through the air, the full weight of Bobby's 70 and two pounds came crashing down on the suffering pastor's poor, broken leg. Oh, Bobby! Oh, oh, I'm uh, sorry, preacher. I'm so sorry. Why did these things always happen to me? Where is that phone? Operator, operator, uh, tell Doc Forsyth to get over here to the pastor's house in a hurry. The preacher's bad hurt. What? He's delivering the Thorndale baby? The preacher's hurt. We can't wait. Tell that baby to get a move on and fast, or my grandpa Billy's going to hear about it. Oh. oh, I'm so sorry. Well, it looks like we're going to be here for a while, Bobby. Do you, do you care to sit down? Oh, uh, no thanks. Say, what brought you over here this afternoon anyway? Ah, uh, nothing. Come on, you can tell me. Just wanted to talk. Well, let's talk. I'm, I'm not going anywhere. You don't feel like talking now. Bobby, I'll be fine. Now, tell me, what's wrong? Well, it's just that 
Remember last Sunday when he talked about Nick? Nick somebody. Nicodemus. Yeah, that's the guy. And you told us how he came to Jesus one night, remember? Yes. And you told us how Jesus said he needed to be born, born over again? Yes, I remember. Go on. And you told us that being born over was asking Jesus to come into your heart and forgive you of your sins and everything. That's right. And you to also told us how Jesus wants to make us all brand new people and live right inside of us. Isn't that what you said? Yes, that's, that's exactly what I said. Have you ever done that? No, I haven't, preacher. I'm a sinner, a bad sinner. Like that time I sprayed itching powder all over Miss Norton's fur coat. Well, that wasn't very kind, was it, Bobby? And then, and then there's the time I cooked the Barton's cat in Mom's microwave. Bobby! And then, and then there's the oh. time I snitched all the cookies you were getting ready to what? send to the poor folks this Christmas. So you're the one. Yes, preacher, I'm the one. I reckon I must be about the worst sinner that ever lived. What should I do, preacher? What should I do? Bobby, those, those are the most beautiful words I've heard since, since coming to Forest Grove. I've got to get born over. Just got to get born over. Well, you can accept Christ right here. Do you think he'd listen to me? I know he would, Bobby. Come on. Lord, you and I are the onlyest ones who know all the awful things I've done. Thank you for dying on the cross in my place. Please let me get born over and live for you from now on. Oh, Lord. Thank you. Your ways are so much higher than ours. Jesus, 
ruler of all, never my dwelling to call his own. Come now, Lord Jesus, conquer my heart, enter and set up thy throne. Born in my heart, born in my heart, Jesus the Savior is born in my heart. He is no more a stranger, my heart is his manger, for Jesus is born in my heart. For Jesus is born in my heart. Bobby Simpson, the 12-year-old town pest, had been the terror of the whole community. Then Jesus came, and little Bobby would never be the same again. When Bobby rose to his feet, he threw his arms around the pastor's neck and whispered, He came in, just like he said. As her tears flowed, the pastor kept remembering the scripture he had been reading that morning. Great and marvelous are thy works. Great and marvelous are thy works.
That's right, Lizzie. When old Doc Forsythe arrived at Pastor Thompson's house, it looked like a tornado had struck. Oh, my. The pastor was half dead, his leg <gasps> busted in two places. Oh. And Grandpa Billy's grandson was dead on his knees praying. What do you make of it? I don't rightly know, Tilly. Do you think Pastor Thompson wrestled Bobby down to the floor and made him pray? Could be. Oh. But if that's the case, then Pastor Thompson is lucky enough to be alive, let alone have a broken leg. Maybe breaking his leg was part of some wild-eyed religious ritual that the pastor performed on Bobby. Sounds awful suspicious to me. Mm -hmm. I bet you ten to one they's practicing some Bulgarian voodoo. Well, I don't know what they was doing, but I do know one thing, that Bobby ain't the same boy. His mother told me he's practically turned into an angel overnight at home. He tries to obey his parents most all the time, and he even tries to be nice to that bratty little sister of his. Well, my nephew tells me that Bobby's even trying to peddle his religion at school. Get all his friends saved, as he calls it. I don't like it. I wonder if that preacher's wife has anything to do with all these strange goings on. I told you she was too pretty for her own good. I know one thing. Grandpa Billy ain't going to sit idly by while some renegade preacher tears his town apart. <laughs> he has got plans. <laughs> Have you been working the switchboard again, Lizzie? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and yesterday, I overheard Grandpa Billy telling his domino partner that if this heretic preacher didn't settle down, he was going to boot him plumb out of the state. <laughs> Is that so? <laughs> yep, and uh, uh, some of Grandpa Billy's words weren't all that religious, neither. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what were some of them? Oh, well, um, I, normally I would not repeat such language. Mm -mm. Uh, don't you worry, Lizzie, dear. I won't tell a soul. I ain't never been one to gossip, no how. Well, all right. You won't believe what he said. I even wrote it all down, so I wouldn't forget nary a word. As Christmas approached, there was a strange sense of division taking place at the Forest Grove Church. Bobby had led several of his friends to Christ, and many of the other school kids were coming home asking their parents what it meant to be born over, as Bobby called it. 
Also, rumor had it that old Doc Forsythe had gotten saved at Pastor Thompson's house after church one Sunday night. Some of his patients said that Doc claimed to be working for a new boss, someone Doc called the great physician. The result was a new boldness in Pastor Thompson's preaching. Church, the Bible says that all our righteousness is as filthy rags in God's sight, and that because of this, we are not worthy to stand before His presence. But there is one who is worthy, and this is the heart of the Christmas story. God sent His little lamb to that manger in Bethlehem to shed His blood for all mankind. No, we are not worthy but we can place our trust in God's little lamb because worthy is the lamb. Worthy is the lamb.
finally, on December 23rd, the inevitable happened. Pastor Thompson, as well as every other church member, received a mimeographed letter from Grandpa Billy calling for a church business meeting at 12 noon on none other than Christmas Day. Pastor Thompson tried to get in touch with Grandpa Billy, but Grandpa refused to talk with him. In fact, Grandpa Billy had not shown his face in church since his grandson had met the Lord. Well, Lord, it looks like it's about over for me here at Forest Grove. Work in Grandpa Billy's heart, please. I really do love these people. Maybe I'm not cut out to be a pastor after all. But I know, I know that you are still in control. And if, if it pleases you, please work a miracle. Lord, I need you. Oh, Lord, I need you.
At 7 a.m. on Christmas morning, Pastor Thompson plugged in the lights in their little tree, called Timmy and his wife Ellen around him and read the Christmas story. It had been a long night. Pastor Thompson had prayed all night that God would work a miracle in the lives of his small flock. As noon approached, people poured into the Forest Grove Church. It had never been so packed. Little children were being shoved into the nursery, dragging their new toys behind them. People were being seated on either side of the aisle, depending on whether they were for or against Pastor Thompson. Lots of extra chairs had to be set up on the negative side. As the organ played softly, an eerie sort of feeling began to settle over everyone. It was almost as though they were gathering for a funeral, Pastor Thompson's funeral. At 11.59, the pastor and his wife slipped in the side door and took their seats. It was obvious that they had been crying. Then, at 12 o'clock sharp, in walked Grandpa Billy, the man whose word had always been final in Forest Grove. Well, my friends, my relatives, my fellow church members, sure you all know why I called you here. Past few weeks, people have been making religion their whole life, claiming that they were born over, as my grandson calls it, claiming they weren't even Christians, even though they've been baptized in this here church house. This pastor here is the man responsible. I hold in my hand a letter of resignation from one Pastor Jeffrey E. Thompson, saying that effective immediately tonight, December 25th, he hereby resigns as pastor of Forest Grove Church. It only lacks his signature. And I brought it here tonight for him to sign in front of all of us so that we can be witnesses. But I have a better idea. Bobby, why don't you come up here and tell these folks my new plan? Since me and Pastor Thompson are such good friends, my Grandpa Billy asked me to take this letter of resignation and hold it up for all to see and then tear it into itsy-bitsy pieces like this. Because Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Pastor Thompson. Grandpa Billy got born over on, just like me, what? born over on Christmas Day. Grandpa Billy, did you, did you really get saved? Well, Pastor, it's like this. Last night, I just couldn't. I kept wondering to myself, what if what happened to my grandson was real? So I got out my father's Bible and I began to read. I found that story of Nicodemus. I didn't even know it was in there. I read some other things too and pretty soon I realized how wrong I had been. Well, anyway, around five in the morning, I heard the doorbell ring, and it was, it was Bobby. He had come through the snow all the way to my house just to tell me he loved me, and that he wanted me to, to get born over. 
So we got down on our knees and he showed me how to ask Jesus to forgive me and come live in my heart. I have, I have been carrying a load of sin on these old shoulders for 75 years. And then Jesus came and he took that load away. Pastor, I have been a cantankerous old fool. Can you find it in your heart to forgive me? Of course I forgive you, Grandpa Billy. I'm so glad you got saved. You've made this the happiest Christmas of my life. What started out as a meeting to barbecue the preacher, God transformed into a glorious revival service that lasted for over three hours. No one who was there will ever forget it. Nearly half the congregation came forward and said they wanted to get born over, just like Bobby and Grandpa Billy. And you know what? Pastor Thompson is still the pastor. He loves his people and my, how they love him. What happened? Well, it was kind of like a repeat of what took place almost 2,000 years ago in another small town thousands of miles away. The world was lost in sin, and the situation looked hopeless. Then Jesus came. Give them a hand. Thank you very much. So for most of us, do you remember when Jesus came and everything changed? What a joy. If you're here tonight and that's never happened for you, if you're struggling with things like Grandpa Billy and 
and Bobby, there is a God in heaven who loves you so much that he has sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to provide a way for you to have your sin debt forgiven. And his desire is that you would trust Jesus Christ and have that wonderful gift of eternal life. If you're here tonight and you've never done that, would you please give us the opportunity, like Grandpa Billy, to uh, talk to you about what it means. Can we have heads bowed and eyes closed for just a moment? Maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I don't remember a time, I can't remember a time that I've ever been born over, ever trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Here's what the Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Right now, right where you're sitting, you can do the same thing that Bobby and Grandpa Billy did. You can place your faith, your confidence, your trust in what Jesus Christ did on the cross as the payment for your sins. And you can trust his death to take care of your sin debt. And right now, right where you're sitting, Lord, please forgive me my sins and save me. And the God who cannot lie will keep his promise to give you the gift of eternal life. Would you do that right now? Would you nail this down to know for certain that you've been born over, born again? Let Jesus come. Your head's bowed, your eyes closed. You say, Pastor John, as best I know how, sitting here tonight, I just did that. I just asked Jesus Christ to be my Savior. Would you just look up at me for just a moment and make eye contact with me so I can talk to you for just a moment? anyone here like that you know God loves you thank you I, I appreciate that God loves you his desire is to give you that gift and he's done so now that you've placed your your faith your trust in what he's promised anyone else make sure I see your face anyone else you may all look this way choir wow play folks you guys did just such a great job that was a tremendous message of the grace of God and uh, so I know it's a little bit later than we normally get out of here. It's 7.15 instead of 7 o'clock. But we're going to go over if you want to join us. We've got some hot chocolates and, and uh, tea and lemonade and coffee and decaf coffee for the old people. And, um, and we're <laughs> Grandpa Billy. And so we're just going to go over there. And what we do is after we uh, go through a line and get ourselves something to eat, we just sit around and we sing some songs. And we're just going to sing for the next probably hour, so just so you know, you're welcome to join us if you want to join us. Let's stand, we'll have a word of prayer, and if you want to talk to somebody, please see somebody in the choir, see somebody in the play, see one of the pastors, give us a privilege of uh, talking to you, clarifying these decisions we've made. I think I saw two faces looking up at me, so I appreciate your honesty there. Lord, we thank you for Jesus, for your grace for the desire you have to touch each and every life that's here. And God, I pray that we would all know and remember clearly that day that you came and everything changed. And we pray that you would just, uh, this we go into this Christmas time, that you would help us to remember that wonderful truth and to share uh, the blessing of Christmas with those around us. We'll ask you to bless our fellowship and our, and our food to our bodies coming up. And we'll thank and praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Turn on the lights if you would, please. The Lord bless you, keep you, make space shine upon you, give you peace. God bless you. You're dismissed.